0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of La Magica, the oldest but also the most infrequent Roma podcast ever. My name is Sam Rubio, I'm the producer of the show, and today. I have two returning guests, two great guests. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, Sam Bannister.
1: Sam, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Sam. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Looking forward to being back on.
0: Yeah, excited yeah, how are excited you? to have you. We haven't talked in a little bit. I mean, we've been talking on text to try to record, but it's been difficult. So we're, I'm super excited to have you on tonight. And also, we also have our other great guest, um, friend of the show, Wayne Girard. Wayne, how are you?
2: Hey Sam thank you i'm uh, I'm doing good. I'm ready to watch these Prostinon clips from yesterday. I haven't seen them yet, but uh, from what I'm reading, people are pretty proud you know take it as it is the friendly, but they were proud with uh, some of the performances so I'm intrigued to uh, catch that later tonight.
0: Absolutely. I was able to, I was lucky enough to I was able to watch the game. I have Roma TV. I'm lucky. Uh, so I watched the game. Uh, yeah, I like, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I like what I saw from some of the youngsters, for sure. The that, that first half was phenomenal. Um, so let's start, why don't we start with that? Uh, what are your, uh, let's talk about the team so far, right? The, the only two friendly so far. Uh, maybe the competition has been up to par. We Maybe we can say it's, it's going to get start to get a little bit more serious. Uh, Wayne, how do you see the team so far, and what are the areas maybe that need a little bit of reinforcement?
2: Uh, the team is a bit raw right now. I think we've had a bunch of players who left on loan, <clears throat> and you know with the new ownership coming in, of course, there's that gap between the signings and of course, if you even if you knew nothing about Roma and you looked at the numbers, you can see that the the goal here, one of the goals here is to remove high salary players who haven't been playing much, who haven't been that uh, used as much in the first team, I want to say integral. Uh, so I think that that's just the main goal here. Looking forward, um, I think that one area we could really use somebody is got to be probably the center back position. Um, I think you can easily say next to the Owara, um and oh, you know, like one more star midfielder there. Uh, or you could even look at the attack. Me personally, I love to build from the back. So when it comes to building a team, if I was the DS for any team, the first thing I would do would be to start from my keeper and my defense because I think just as long as you build that backbone, you you know what you're going to get. And the offense will always be the offense. There's always going to be up and down days. But if you have a stable back line, I think that's so important. So hopefully Smalling end, ends up coming. I mean, that would be a, a treasure for us to have him. Uh, with Mancini there. They're making a really nice duo with Ibanez as well. I love what of- I
0: saw from Ibanez, yeah.
2: Yeah, and there's definitely going to be another player come in because we see that the goal is to remove high wages and, uh, and really start to transition the squad out of this older generation and players who are just absorbing money into being more efficient, efficiently run as a club. And that really seems like the goal right now. Um, I would love it. Like, if El Shadoui did come back on loan or something, I know absolutely nothing about it. But I was, you know, I was really sad when he left. So I would love it if he came back to the left wing because I could see him come back as a more mature player in his prime now and just boss out there. And it will be good for him so to I'll play
0: really, one year of Serie A before the Euros, right?
2: Yeah, that, that, that would be fantastic because also, you know, that's a great point. When I look at the acuity, I'm like, we going to get El Shadoui in there? So a lot of these players and they're just not, I mean, they're big names, but I, that doesn't always uh, translate to quality. And I think that's something that the is really missing right now. It's just like consistent quality starters. So I think he needs to be there. And what better way if, uh, you know, if he's listening to this podcast than to come back on loan for a year and really stake his claim? Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree. What do you think about uh, the El with now that we're talking about that, uh, Sam?
1: He's someone that uh, I was upset to see leave when he did last. Last year, uh, and he's someone that I'd I'd welcome back with open arms. Um, The form that he had in his last season, the amount of goals he was getting.
0: Arguably our best player that season, right?
1: Definitely, I'd say so, yeah. Um, He was stepping up when others around him weren't. And uh, what he could do in a team that is better now than it was when he left, then I think he he could really contribute. If that was a possibility for him to come back, then... We do have a lot of competition for places in the uh, attacking midfield roles, but I think it definitely had something different. And if possible, I'd love to see him back.
0: Yeah, Sam, what do you think about maybe do you do you think that right back position is another area that needs uh, reinforcement? Um, I know we are. I know our, our roster it seems full right now in that position, but some of them might, so, should be leaving. What do you make of Florenzi? Now we're talking about we're talking about PSG alone. You don't think he could be at least part of the rotation for us? Who, do, who else do we have as a starting right back? It would be Bruno Perez. You don't think Florenzi has uh, what it takes to be part at least part of the rotation?
1: Yeah, I must admit when I when I saw the news that that Florenzi was close to PSG, it did come as a big surprise. Um, not that I particularly expected him to. To have a future at Roma as such after the way he left in, in January it apparently can't have been part of the plans it looks like but he's still a player that I've always believed in and he's maybe not the same player he once was but he still brings something to, to whoever he plays for and as you say the right back role Bruno Perez did well towards the end of last season but in terms of other options there we do have a lot of alternatives but are they as good? Um, does Davide Santon fit in the the formation if we stick with the back three with the wing backs? Uh, looking at how often he didn't play towards the end of last season, I would say probably not. The other alternative we've got there is Rick Karsdorp, who also spent last season out on loan. Does he get another chance in this system? And it's Florenzi probably could do well in this system, I think, if we are sticking with the the three four two one i think florenzi is he's always someone who likes to get forward and i think I, I could see him playing in this uh this system so that's what makes it a little bit surprising on a personal level for him if it goes through I, I think it would be a good move for him to go to psg because i think he'll get games there and i think that's important going into next summer as well for his chances for the euros as well so that really interesting one um let's see what happens with it
0: yeah Another player that I want to bring up, uh, it's uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini. He didn't have the best of the second half of the season, let's to say the least, um, but we know he has the talent. We know uh, he's a very good player. Uh, what, what does he need to do this season to become not maybe um, so much of a promise, but more of a reality for, for, for Roma, uh, Wayne?
2: So I think that the one skill that Pellegrini has, which sets him apart in Serie A, is his ability to play that killer ball. And it's when you least expect it. If it's a reverse through ball... You want to see um,
0: one outside think, of the foot from yesterday's game? You want to like, yeah.
2: he's <laughs> good, good. So I have some uh, some facts to back me up here, some evidence. Uh, so I think when he's put in a position where he can exploit his greatest talent, that's of the greatest benefit to the team. If he's put out as an outside winger, in the three, four, two, one, it's not what he's most adept at. But once he plays in the hole and he finds space, that's really the key to Pellegrini's play. And if he's put in that position, um I could if he worked at it and if the coaching really worked with him as a regista, he could be very good at that position as well. Because he has that long range pass. He sees the game. It's just a matter of getting him in the hole. I don't for I don't really see him as an intermedio because I just think he likes to have that type of space. He likes to play in between the lines more than not. He's not so much like a threat for Artista, naturally, but he's surely somebody who that, uh, loves to play in a hole of some sort, even if it's a little closer to the center midfield lines and not as advanced to the strikers. So if he can keep, um, if he can regain a role uh, where he's allowed to dictate play in that way or just link it up to the attack, and I think it really benefits him. Um, I don't, once again, I don't think he's in the same mold as like Erickson. I see him playing a little bit more central. Um, That's to be seen. But he wasn't far off, I think, this past season with his assists as being one of the leaders um, throughout the league. So he's got it in him. And he's about to enter his prime. So uh, these are going to be the really big years that count. And he's a, he's, he's been a really, you know, a solid player. Has he had his bad games? Yeah. Has he had really good games where he was like, oh, this is what he's been waiting for? Yes. So as he gets older and enters prime, we're going to uh, hopefully see more stability, not only with his play, but with the decisions which are made for him and where he is on the pitch.
0: Very solid points. Um, I I think uh, the, the best at- attribute the Pellegrini has is he's a great, phenomenal passer. Um what do you think Sambi of Pellegrini? Are you thinking, because a lot of people say that maybe his football is not a problem, it's a little bit more mental with him. What do you see? What does he need to do to step up?
1: No, I was going to say about the uh, psychological aspect of it as well, because we know what Lorenzo Pellegrini can do technically. He is, on his day, one of the best players that we've got. No doubt. Uh, um, the reason he, he struggled towards the end of the season. It, it's hard to put it down to what happened, but um, maybe it was, you know, after Florenzi left, Pellegrini was now the main Roman in the team, and that, that brings pressure. Right.
0: And granted, uh, the whole maybe, team struggled, it, not just him, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I think when Pellegrini plays well, we tended to play well as a as a whole last season, so if he can just find a run of bombs again, get used to getting on the ball, making the right passes like he does, and seeing the little spaces that he gets, and then I think he will get back to his best. And I have every confidence in him. He's a great player.
0: Yeah, he's Great technical a ability. Absolutely. I remember the match against um, the first half of the season against Sassuolo with those killer passes. Yeah, no, I mean, he, if he can do that consistently, he definitely would be a key for Roma. Another player that I want to talk about before we move into another topic. Um, it's Edin Shecko. Uh, with, obviously, with Saniolo, out, it's another topic we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, with Saniolo, out, Edin Shecko losing two key players be, could really hurt the team. What do you think, Wayne?
2: I always think that it's easy for a fan to look at a striker and base him solely on his goals. When you see how Shecko actually plays, he's a so layoff much forward. more than that. He's right? won. So much more than that. So to just look at him by the numbers, you're missing so much of the picture. But when you look at even as he gets older and he's in his mid thirties now, when he's on the pitch, he they just play differently as opposed to playing with Kalinich. And we had some really good games with Kalinich in the back stretch of the season. But Jekyll is is a generational striker and when you have him on the pitch, it just changes the team. Um once you get players who really move off the ball, like Mikatarian. I think that's when Jekyll really shines and almost like in the way as a false nine almost. It's not a true false nine because he, because he gets up there and it's not that he sits back and looks to hit it from the top of the 18, but he does get in um he really gets, you know, pushes the back line of the defense to try and get, you know, if it's like a corner or the build-up play is strong and we're maintaining possession. So even in his age now, he's still so important. I would love to see him get paired up with a young striker, uh, one that moves off the ball a lot, somebody who's skinny and who's fast and who has an eye for goal, easier said than done, right? But I think that, that mold, that type of player, even like a Moise cane, could come in and really benefit from the psychological, mental, physical, and math lessons that Jekyll could provide. So even as he gets older, he's still fundamental on the pitch and in the locker room.
0: Sam, what are your thoughts on Seco? I think, yeah, Wayne I think he's has still said a really important with everything he's
1: Yeah, it's hard to follow on from that. But yeah, he's so important to the team still, even though he's what is 34 years old now, but still at the top of his game, still a great striker. And as we say, the the hold-up play that he has. But he's still getting all the goals. You know, 19 last season, uh, I think he got, which is a great tally and some assists as well. So, the influence he has in that final third is really important for us and it is important that he has a good backup as well and we do need some alternatives. But as Wayne said, that's easier said than done. Um, For now, I'm still happy with Jacko as first-choice striker, definitely. And I think he can have another 15, 20-goal season with the right players behind him, which it looks like he will have next season.
0: I Agree. I think we're all on the same page here. I think he's one of those generational strikers that you want to keep on your team because you know they're going to give you the little extra that not a regular player does. I want to switch gears a little bit into not so much positive. Um, I know when Wayne... And I talked about last week about recording, and you, you too, Sam. And we were like, oh, we're so pumped about the new season. And then the big uh, injury to Nicolás Aniolo happens. I don't want to talk about so much um, about it because a lot has been said already. But uh, what do you guys make of it? It's the second ACL, the other leg. He's got youth on his side, though. I'll give you that. And he's tough mentally. Um, I think he'll come back stronger. Um, I'm one of those. Uh, I don't know. How do you see it, Wayne?
2: I think it's good if it's gonna happen, it's good that it happens now. It's good that it happens when he's twenty years old and his bones are only gonna get more dense and his ligaments will grow because of that and he has so much time on his side. If you if that happens to a player like my age, I'm thirty, if I fully tear my ACL and then a year later tear my other, I'm done. But if you're twenty years old, then you have you really do have your whole career ahead of him. And like I said, I'm sure somebody heard me say good as the, as the first word that uh, popped out of my mouth. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? But if it is going to happen, happen now. Happen when he has the time. Happen at the beginning of the season where we can still make uh, preparations and the coach can change his formation and his squad around that fact. You know, Because we're going to live with that throughout the entire season. I do think he's definitely going to come back. I don't see him as a weak-minded individual. I think he's a strong-minded young man. And I can see that once he come, overcomes these barriers, it's going to really be, be a character-building process for him. Um, it's so cliche. It only makes you, you know, uh, what doesn't bring you down makes you stronger, whatever. But it really is going to work out for him. He's got a lot of people on his side. He's got a lot of support. Um, the whole cities behind him and the international Roma community, uh, as well as the, the players who have gone through this, you know. So he's got a lot of things on his side. This year, it's not going to be it. Next year, I'm really looking forward to having him back. Um, the most important thing for him, and I'm sure what everyone's going to be telling him, is just to take his time. Just go through you know physical therapy without rushing. And I know that's so hard because I've been through that. I had a partially torn ACL for seven years, that not was. diagnosed. And, and it really takes down your confidence as a player. But once you get past it, it's like an ecstasy. You, you just feel like you can fly after and I'm, you know, I'll be looking forward, hoping that he takes his time now, and just hoping because you do recover. It's just about day. time. You do. It's just yeah. So
0: yeah, you know, um,
2: it's just tough. It stinks.
0: Sam, what do you make of uh, uh, the, the? I mean, Saniolo. A lot of people say that. Yeah, because you do recover, like we're talking about, right? Uh, is he gonna is he gonna be harder for him the mental little part that's gonna be tough? Um, you think he's gonna be able to overcome it?
1: I think he will. Yeah, he's he's done it once before, <laughs> and he he looked like he was getting back to his best when he came back at the end of last season. Uh, I know he only started one league game at the end, didn't he? But when he was coming off from the bench, he was making an but impact. You can
0: show his, You can show he's on the pitch. You can feel his presence. He's just a different beast, basically. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. The the way he carries himself, uh, he brings confidence and he he gives that to people around him as well. So he just needs to to keep hold of that when he's going through this recovery now. Stay confident in that, know that he will be back. Um, And yeah, let's, let's hope that he does get back to being the player that he was because it looked like he recovered from the first one quite well in that short burst of time. So let's hope he's able to do the same again.
0: Yeah, agree. We wish him the best of luck. The whole uh, Wayne brought out a great point. The whole city is behind him. I hope at the end of this he can see the the love that the whole city showed him, and maybe sign an extra a contract for a longer period. But that's just wishful thinking. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about. I have a question for you guys. Two questions, and I'm going to start with Sam. What excite, excites you the most about Roma this season, and what worries you the most about Roma this season?
1: Um, what excites me the most? Um, I'm going to. I want. I don't want to focus too much on just singling out single players again, but I'm really excited to see Henrik Mkhitaryan have a, a full season again with us. Now that we've got him on a permanent basis, I think he was really showing his best form towards the end of last season, and the experience that he's going to bring with Pedro coming in as well. We're going to have lots of experienced players to, to make those decisions in the, the final third. I think we'll have some some good options in attack. Uh, but I'm excited to see how some of the younger players develop as well. So, Gonzalo Vija was someone that really started to impress me in his little cameos towards the end of last season. I hope he gets more, more action this time around. Um, so, just to, the way players develop like that, I think there's... Uh, scope for a lot of players to improve I think we will have a better season as a whole because of that uh, in terms of a, a concern about the season um, I always like to try and keep an optimistic outlook but just to make sure we have enough quality and defense as well hopefully if Smalling comes back that instantly improves that and um, then hopefully Paul Lopez can have a, a better season than he did hopefully becomes a little bit more settled now, but it was starting to show a a few concerning signs, but maybe that just came from a long, tough first season in Serie A. Hopefully he can improve, but let's let's see. But if we stay strong at the back, then hopefully that, I think as Wayne was alluding to earlier, set your foundations up from there. Um, But yeah, getting small in back and Mackenzie sure Lopez has a better season would be uh, would be important to that.
0: Wait, you had a little bit more thing to, a little bit more time to think about this one. What excites you the most, and what worries you the most about Roma this season?
2: Yeah, I think for for both of them, it's atmosphere. I think after last year, all the players knew that the club was in transition. News came out; Roma released their press because they were obligated to by the Italian uh, banking system by the stock market. To release that they were in negotiations and that they were going through due diligence. At that point in time, the players start looking at one another and they're like, "Is there consistency here?" So that is one thing I think that the the team, the staff, and the coaching will benefit from is that we have this platform. It's not going anywhere. It's set in stone now. Um, people have been brought on who are believed to be you know part of the project long term, and that should do a wonder for the morale around Triglória and uh, throughout the squad. So I'm really looking forward to that. The one thing that almost makes me a little sad is I don't think there's going to be fans for a while. And by fans, there will be trickling in 25 50% capacity, probably 75 even maybe towards the end of the season. I don't know what this means long-term for the the suit, And that's the backbone. That's the 12th man of Roma. So that's one thing that really that's a very you good know, point. makes me know a little disappointed if i think of like new york when we go to roma club new york it's like the mini curva suit right i hope that we can do that um as our restaurants open slowly uh and our mayor who's done an awful job of handling things uh continues to make decisions which affect us either which way um so i'm just hoping that atmosphere comes back because we have the best fans in the world no
0: that that we can agree on I think uh, for me, uh, and I'm gonna do individual players what excites me the most. I think is the growth that we can see from Gonzalo Villar. And Sam brought it up earlier. I think we can see some growth on him this season. I'm really excited for wh- what he can do. Hopefully, he gets the minutes. What worries me a little bit the most will be maybe a little bit of a depth on the squad, just in case we get a like a string of injuries. Uh, but we still have a little bit. There's still a little bit of a window to get some depth. Um. Let's change topics once more. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on the new ownership? Um, for me, I'm very optimistic for, for what they can bring. They bring a lot of professionalism. They bring a lot of silence, too. But I think they have the track record, no? they resourceful people.
2: Wayne? Yeah. I mean, you look at the, their background and what they're invested in, it's boutique luxury hotels, aerial photography by helicopter, and um, what's the one thing? Of course, Cars is where, where it seems their um, legacy comes from. Yes, cinematography. There you go. So with these industries, that's, that's an extremely unique background. And I, I, people like that who invest in those things, they come here and they want to win. And they're not going to take no for an answer. And I love that they seem to be getting ingrained in the Roman culture, um, saying all the right things. I find it very interesting That they uh, prefer not to be on camera in a way, thus far. So this is not such a publicity thing for them, as far as personal glory. Uh, It seems to be part of like a cultural um, portfolio in a way, along with their other way they do business, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's very cool. I've never seen a family like that before. So it's uh, it's intriguing. You know, you know who you know
0: who I think of when you know what I think of when. I think of the freakins, and um, you know, the, you're, have you guys seen the the show Entourage? You know when Ari goes yeah. to Texas to these very rich owners to for find to finance their movie. <laughs> and, you know, I yeah. think about this very rich family, just you know, very wealthy and resourceful. Just you, you know? mean the one in the
2: movie?
0: No, just financing the whole movie. The ones financing it.
2: No, the one in the movie when they're looking to make the movie. Exactly
0: that's uh, movie. that exactly. You know what I'm talking about,
2: right? Billy Bob Thornton plays the uh, plays the the father.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love Entourage. So you hit a you hit a uh, soft point
0: there. Yeah, no, me too. a phenomenal show. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. What do you think about what do you make of the Friedkins, uh, Sam? Are you optimi- optimistic as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't see why there's a a reason to doubt them at first. They've come in with some very clear messages um very strong uh business sense and I think they'll be able to manage the whole aspects of it very well. Um it's, it's harder to comment on on what it's like off the pitch and in the boardrooms, those kind of business deals. That's that's not something that we get to experience as fans. So it's hard to say what what goes on and how to judge them but from all they've been saying so far in the, uh, the big interview they did on, on the club website, they were saying the right things. They seem like they have a plan. They seem like they're going to do things in a logical business sense.
0: Long term um, plans, right?
1: Long term plans, exactly. So hopefully that should give us the structure and the stability that we need. And that should, should hopefully set us up in the long run. Hopefully just maybe long term, long term goals don't know what will happen in the short term but it sounds positive they seem like they know what they're doing so let's hope they're uh they're able to bring success
0: yeah agreed. agree i think we're all optimistic about the freaking well they can hopefully the stadium happens too right would that would be huge that's a different we can do a podcast an episode of itself for that um Let's switch topics one more time. I want to talk about AES Roma women that I don't think we've ever done it on this podcast. So this is a first. So I'm very excited about doing that. Um, Sam, I know you're an expert. Uh, You follow them. I'm going to tell you, I just got into it recently. I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible. I should have done it a long time ago. I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier. I watched the Empoli game, the last one. They didn't do so well on that one. They lost. Um, what I'm, I want to ask you this question. Though. What happened to them this season? Why? What, what do you think has been their struggle? Because last season they seem to be doing much better.
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh, been three games. I mean, it's and, only been uh, three games.
0: Fair enough, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's a mix of results. Uh, not quite at the start we would have been hoping for. But this, the thing I would say is it's been over half a year since these guys played uh, you know their season stopped in about February I think maybe maybe start of March um, but Serie A Feminile didn't resume like the men's edition of Serie A did uh, and that means it's going to take time to get back up to speed and it's going to there's going to be bumps along the road um, It's it's not been the start we wanted but I've still got high hopes for this season. There's still a lot of games left to play. Um, and let's see. Hopefully we work out how to use the players in the best way. But I think there is still some, some positive signs. Paloma Lazaro, the new striker that came in, she's scored in her first two games, which looks like a promising sign. Uh, we've got players like Bonfantini. She's going to grow this season again. Uh, Manuela Giuliano I really keeping like her for a second yeah, season. The is very good. Yeah, definitely. Um, she uh, definitely improved last season. I always noticed her potential from from the first season she had with us. And then last year she really added the eye for goal. She became more decisive in the final third. So if she can get back into that rhythm again that's going to be a, a massive boost for the team. Uh, I think she's a really promising player. And it's there's a, there's na- a lot, number, of, a lot of turning eight. around. Um, Hegerberg
0: Hegerberg, I I think she's a very solid player as well
1: Definitely Yeah Um, She uh, has a lot of experience She's got good technical ability Good strength So she did the uh, assist for The goal that uh, Lazaro scored In I think it was the second game Which was a, a great assist Where she's controlled the ball Brought it down from the air And then cut the pass back That just showed all her aspects in a, a five-second glimpse of play there really—the the close control in the air, the, uh, the final pass as well, which is always the most crucial one. Uh, so I really hope to see Hegerberg playing a little bit more when uh, after this international break finishes. Once we get back underway, I think she will be a, a really strong option for us. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, to other seeing how the Wayne,
0: do you follow A.S. from a women?
2: Uh, I see their highlights every now and then. I really do like one competing. And, you know, uh, Maria, Becca, is actually, I think, from my neck in the woods. I think she spent for some time or either grew up partially in Bayonne, which is uh, like a stone's throat for me, it's the New next town over. Yeah, he said, so I follow her a lot on Instagram and I always see her um, posting like some really sweet stuff. I post it on my Instagram. You had a week ago some new boots she got these va- I don't know if they're still called vapors. Is that what Nike still calls their their speed booths? <laughs> it's been a long time since they bought Nike Vapors. Um but they were they were super sweet. So I keep tabs of all of them on Instagram and uh or most of them. So I know they were doing something down at the beach recently for, for preseason which was cool to follow.
0: What are other players that are, we should keep our eye on? Bartoli, Sarturini, Sam?
1: Um, well, one player that I would uh, like to bring up is uh, someone that you're not mentioned, actually, as, as good as those two are, and I will come back to those, but um, one that I would mention is Tecla who was a, a centre-back. I think she's only about 20 or 21 years old. Um, she wears the number 44, so you know who to look out for. But she's just earned her first call-up to the Italy women's team uh, this week, which is uh, really deserved for her because she came in and... Very young player at the time. Yeah, so last season she came in and she took on a role of responsibility straight away. I've got really high hopes for her. She looks like a really good player, really confident, both in terms of the defensive side, which is obviously the most important part for her, but also on the ball. She looks like she can can play some good passes as well. So she's a player that is, is one to watch, I would say. Hopefully the right progress that she can make, not putting too much pressure on her. Uh, but I think she could be an Italy international for years to come.
0: And how, and far, then, how uh, far do you think this th- this team can go this season, Sam?
1: Um, well, I would hope to see improvement on last season when it looked like if the season hadn't stopped, we we might have finished better than the fourth place that we did. Um, it's it's tough because there's, there's not many teams in the league, so you've got to pick up your points quickly. Uh, we haven't exactly done that in, in the first three games, but there's still a load of time. And, you know, we've got every right to challenge for a higher place than we finished in, in the last two years, which is fourth. Top two spots get Champions League. So that will have been the target at the start of the season. But just to keep pushing on, let's see if, if we can get that. It's It's going to be tough, but I've got every faith that we can still finish. Higher than we did last season and keep making progress.
0: Keep making progress, right? Um, just to make it clear, there are 12 teams. The Obviously, number one and number two make it to the Women's Champions League, and the last two, the 11 and 12, got relegated to Serie B. Um, anything else you want to add on the women's team, uh, Sam?
1: Um, I just think that. People should uh, take the opportunity to watch them as much as they can. The games are often on Twitter or Roma TV Plus, if you have that. Um, and the, this team needs your support and everything. And there's a, a lot of potential in that team. So everyone needs to keep the faith. And I think hopefully there's going to be a really good season for them. Uh, still plenty of time and a lot of players with potential. So I urge everyone to to just get behind them as much as they can. And, and keep supporting
0: them. I'm one of them. I'll be watching next matches on October 4th against Verona. Um, I know, Wayne, you have to run soon. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we go? Uh,
2: yeah, I'll jump
0: in. Oh, just I know, Wayne, up. you yeah. wanted to talk about the shirts. I got to ask you about the shirts. We're talking about Nike. What do you think about the first shirt, the second shirt, the third shirt that was origin- uh, just re- recently released? I think my favorite one is the sure. first one i got i own two the first and the second one they're phenomenal
2: favorite is the first uh, i love that design anything with the i don't think anything but the Lupetto is is an automatic as the second but the first i just ooh, the yeah, guillaccio so i love it's like um it's got that 80s vintage feel love it but then there's just something like the, the color palette is so pretty on it uh i really want to grab that kit i know like I know Nike makes two different ones. They make the stadium, but they also make the ones that the players wear. Like I think you have to be a little bucks. bit more
0: fit on that. The, the, the fit is a little bit more tight. A
2: little <laughs> more tight. Um, man, that one's a sweet-looking kit. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. I was allowed to wear that one. Now, I think the third one's awesome. Uh, you can't lose on a third kit because you don't have expectations. Either people are like, ah, it's whatever, and it's still only a third kit. Or it's like, oh, that's pretty freaking cool. And when I look back at it, just looking how it's, like, improvised from Nike Air Max, which is really cool. Because that's for people that grew up in the 90s, early 2000s, the Air Max is where that's where it was. And looking at, like, the side panel on on the underarm, you can see that type of, like, I guess it's a leopard print. Um, and then it's very Halloween-looking with the, with these colors. But I think it's cool. I think it's daring. It goes back to other black kits that Roma's worn before i just find it really sharp looking um i'm not i'm not a big kit guy actually like i don't buy a lot of merchandise man I i'm a crazy things.
0: i i, I want to see your picture of how many it's, i'm crazy i'm
2: nuts really i i you know i have a couple that i really really like um and then once in a while it's some cheap i'm inherently cheap i just i just am and i have to admit it uh so like when there's a really good price on something i'd be like oh all right it's like 35 40 bucks but for me to like spend a lot of money on a jersey is not something I'm always keen to do. But I might end up going going and getting the uh, Giaccholo for sure this year because I think it's worth it. It's just very, 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 very nice.
0: You know what I've been doing lately? I'm I'm I think I'm going to stop a little bit with the with the actual jerseys and I'm going to start buying t-shirts, Roma t-shirts. I actually picked up one today. I picked up, I got up on I got delivered today. One toti 10. I'm going to show it to you. It, I got it for like 15 bucks um, on eBay. Um no. but I know my main place of shopping is AS Roma store, which is yeah, I know it can it's not, it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not the most inexpensive place, let's put it that way.
2: Um I, I did wanna shout out though over what happened the past week about Willie Montero and that's really sad and a really real shame if anyone has uh looked into this story that I haven't You the circling. story. It's
0: terrible.
2: You know, it, it, it's really awful. And what pisses me off about it is it's a young man. And when I was 21 years old, I just wanted to play soccer and hang out with my friends. That's all I wanted to do. I still have dreams that maybe one day I was going to play semi-pro or something. And I, I think that this young guy thought the exact same thing. And the fact that he jumps in to try to protect his friend. Against these losers and is ultimately killed, just really pissed me off for a couple of different reasons. One, why is this happening? Why do people, one, think this is okay? Two, how the hell are they allowed to get away with it? And why is nothing, why was nothing being done to stop them if, if, if they were repeat jerk offs? And that really gets to me. It, and, and, you know, the last mentally, point really is a really strong guilty. one
0: that you make, yes.
2: I, I just feel guilty because I, I, I've been very fortunate and I read the news and I write stories and I try to engage fans and make things fun. And I talk to people all day, um, about soccer and whatever it is. And I shop online looking at my next car and all these things I'm privileged to do. And then you see some nonsense like this, where this just young guy is is killed and everything is taken away from his family. And it just really, really got to me. And, um, I'm someone who's who's Catholic, and if you're Catholic, you're not allowed to believe in the death penalty. And you see something so grave and serious, and it just makes you, like, it just makes you that angry that you don't know and you want something to be done um, so badly. Like... Yeah, yeah. And, and there's that racial element because he's a half-black um, person. And it's just because maybe that's why they thought they could get away with it by ganging up on him they call their friends. These guys, are, they're losers. They're the epitome of losers. And you know what? These, pe- these types of people are everywhere. And that's a problem with culture around the world is these bullies. And, you know, I didn't really grow up getting bullied that way. Um, but just, you know, I learned that just because it doesn't happen to me doesn't mean it doesn't happen to others. Yeah, and that's yeah, just yeah. kind of. I don't, I don't want to keep going on a tangent. It just felt very bad.
0: It, it, I mean, whoever has followed, has been following this story, really, what happened was terrible. And you say, there is, I mean, there are other words that I have for these people that, than losers. I mean, you're, very, you're being very nice. Um, but, yeah, I, what, it, it, something has to be done. I mean, these people, it's,
2: it's, it's terrible.
0: It's terrible what's happening. It's uh, what? It's, and like you say it happens everywhere, happens. It'll
2: right? happen again. It'll happen again. It'll happen in another place. It'll keep happening,
0: and that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable for a Yeah, I, I know, listen, I, I agree. I agree with you, uh, Sam. Anything you want to add?
1: It's uh, yeah, obviously on on that topic, it's uh, very tragic circumstances what's happened, and,
0: and that's something yeah, we can probably to... discuss for hours too. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, a lot to a lot to take from from that. A lot to reflect on uh just have to send thoughts to, to his family and the people who knew him, and hopefully yeah. something, something can be done something, in the future. Some justice
0: is uh, shown in here, yeah, absolutely. Let's... let's um... How much we we have, we have Roma in what couple of weeks the new season starts right um let's uh, we, we all we are all optimists we are all, despite of everything that's happened with Saniolo with whatever we just discussed we love Roma we're optimists right we're looking forward for the, we're looking forward to the new season we're also realists right we're not expecting like many Romanistas bunch of titles we I personally let, I'm gonna talk personally I just want to see progress from last year. I want to see improvement on players like we talked about earlier on Pellegrini if we're going to get individual. But I want to see a team progress overall. Your thoughts to close out the show, Wayne?
2: Uh, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. If anything, the team is going to get better. Why? Because we're keeping the same players. and We have that continuity. We're building. We're always building, always looking further. We have the coach now for his second season, not his first. So certain transitions we're still going through. Others we've already overcome, so I think we're just going to get better. We're going to become more fluid, so I'm looking forward to that in our play.
0: Sam, you're closing lines.
1: (laughs) Just really excited to have the season back. Uh, Obviously, the way last season ended was uh, very different circumstances to to what we expected. Uh, So, a bit less of a gap between the seasons this time, but still, there's always that hunger, that appetite when a new season's around the corner that you can't beat that excitement going into the unknown. Just hoping for progress, expecting progress. Um, I'm just really excited to see what the squad looks like by the start of the season, by the end of the transfer window, and for the uh, months ahead, hopefully we can have a great season.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Wayne, Sam, for taking the time to spend a few minutes with me and discuss our love team right we love doing this um we love talking about our team and we, and we cannot wait for the new season to start uh, uh Wayne, you can find Wayne on twitter on with uh, his handle I think everybody knows him at this point he's you know he's uh, the the face of the Roma fan cam Wayne in Rome <laughs> Sam, Sam Bannister yeah. you can find him on on twitter his handle is Sam, S-A-M Banno B-A-N-N-O one um he writes for uh, Roma Yorkshire, his great website, yalorossiyorkshire.com, right, Sam? Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, um, still, still doing easy. that. I, I read that website
0: that. all the time. Great stuff from you, uh, Sam. Thank you so much, both of you, for spending a few minutes with me, my account, uh, my personal account, now that I'm very active on Twitter at all, but I'm going to give it out there anyways, Rubio 99 uh, If you speak Spanish, follow me on Planeta dot planetaroma.net. I have a great podcast over there with a bunch of great guys. Uh, I think that's all for episode, I don't even know what episode this is, episode 73. Thank you so much. We're going to stay positive, and we're going to try to keep um, this one episode a month going. Uh, we're going to try it our hardest. Uh, we're tr- we're going to try to pull uh, Greg into our next episode as well. Uh, that's not an easy task, though. Uh, with that, we're, I'm going to check out, always with um, positive vibes, and the most important thing, as always, for Saroma. Ciao. <laughs>